Welcome. This is the Word to Wisdom with John Strasse, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Strasse, and welcome to the program today. We're glad to have you. We're going to be joined today by my wife, Lisa, and we're going to be talking about a topic that is really, really important. It's grace and truth. So, Lisa, nice to have you today. Hi, nice to be here. (laughs) As if we're not (laughs) in the house together all the time anyway, but not in the studio. So, um, we are going to, again, call this one Grace and Truth. And I want to start off with a really beautiful scripture that talks about this in the first chapter of John, his gospel. And in the first chapter, if we go to the 14th verse, we start to see a mention of this grace and truth. So let me read that to you. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John, uh, meaning John the Baptist, bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And the Apostle John goes on in verse 17 and says this, And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, This scripture is showing us this grace and truth. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about is that grace and truth actually are necessary companions. They work together. They don't do well alone. And we're just going to talk about this today and see where this leads. Our culture today has very little truth and very little grace. They're very unforgiving if you've done something wrong, and there's very little truth going around that you can stand on. So that's where we are culturally. And what we were saying as we were talking about this earlier is that that has affected the church, but many other things have too. There are some churches who lean very, very heavily on grace, and there are some churches who avoid grace at all costs, right? Right, right. That's what we were discussing, that... um, when you walk into a church, you'll see sometimes the churches are heavily into the grace part of this, and they're missing out on a lot of the truth. And what we've seen is that the truth is where we grow. We grow in understanding, we grow in wisdom, in the truth. And yet, we need that grace. And as we were discussing it, we realized that both are needed in a relationship. Mm-hmm. We have this relationship with God the Father, and we need both truth and grace. And just like in a marriage, we would need truth and grace. You can't have one or the other. If you're um, relying totally on grace, then mm-hmm. you wonder if there's any care for the other person at all. Yeah. And, <laughs> or, you know, what, what, what some of this looks like is that you may have a body of believers that believe in grace, and they would be right to believe in grace. But if they only rely on grace, the tendency is is that they can just pretty much do as they wish and God is going to forgive them. That's somebody who's relying solely on grace. So if you have grace without truth, inevitably, sooner or later, it's going to be a life of sin. They'll just not have any changes in their life. You know, let's say you have a new Christian 
and they're taught only about grace, meaning that the gift of God, the gift of righteousness, the gift of forgiveness, and all that we can't do of ourselves. Let me, let me read Romans 5 and 1 to show a little bit about what grace is so we can get back into the word and define it a little bit better. Romans chapter 5, Paul is writing here and he says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So it's saying that this peace that we have, the justification by faith that we have, and we have this peace with God, it's all because of Jesus, what he did for us. We have access into this grace through Jesus. And that's all true. But if we were to say to ourselves, that's all there is, then we're missing out on growth in the Lord. Because if somebody feels that's all there is, then they remain as they are. They don't stop the sin that God is trying to save them from. Exactly. And what we see is someone will come to church and they'll say, come as you are, come exactly as you are, which is great Mm -hmm. because we want people to feel welcome. We want people to come no matter what they've done in life. um, We want them to come and come into the church. But even though you're coming as you are, you don't want to stay that way. Right. And that's where this truth comes in. That's right that we don't want to see people just stay in their sin or in their misunderstanding of God. Yeah. So this is um, what I had written this morning. says, Jesus came in grace and truth, and although we have his grace by believing, we also need to have his truth. We can't just do anything we want and depend on grace alone. Right. We have the truth, but it's truth that sets us free. And brothers and sisters, what we're trying to say here is that grace is necessary. We have to have grace. We wouldn't be where we are without it. Grace is the gift of God. The life that we've been given through Jesus, the cross, the resurrection, his blood was shed. That's grace. Everything that God did was grace towards us. We can't ignore that. So for those who feel like, oh, well, these people are all about grace. Well, you should be all about grace, but not only about grace. We're trying to say that truth is a necessary element here. And I have a verse here as well. It, it's, this is the truth verse that we have that we wanted to use. This is John 8 and verse 31. It says, Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed? And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you, what? Free. That's awesome. So we're in this life. We come to God's grace. We live in his grace every day. For the rest of our life, that will never change. But the intention is that we change. We, we become change. a new creature. Right, we do that. And, and the more we read his word, the more... We get an understanding of who God is. You do. You just get set free. You get set free from bondage, from sickness, from from trouble in your life. You gain wisdom, and it sets you free. We're not set free to be then put again in bondage. When you see what Jesus did on the cross, that's the truth that sets us free. Mm-hmm. And there's so much grace in that, but we also have to understand what we have and what we've been set free from. 
and not to fall back into bondage right. and fall back into trouble in our lives. Paul had this issue when he was explaining the gospel to believers, and some of them were Jews and some of them were Gentiles, but he was defining what this grace was. He was teaching the gospel that said, you have been given this free gift of righteousness by believing in what Jesus did, and he's not going to hold your sins against you. And the question would come up, which he answers in Romans 6. I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute. Well, then can we just sin and do what we want? And Paul answers that question by saying in Romans 6 is, is where we are. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So he'd been talking about grace and the obvious question came up. It's like, well, then can we just sin and God's always going to forgive us? And he was saying, God forbid. In verse 2, he says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And there was a truth that he was bringing out. And this is just one example of grace and truth being spoken about here by Paul. He was saying, yes, we have this grace, but we don't want it to be on overdrive in our life by us just going out and doing whatever we want. We've received the grace of God so that we can receive the truth of God. They work hand in hand. And in this scripture that we started with in the first chapter of John, verse 17 says, Of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. John is not saying that the law was bad. The law was perfect. The law was the Ten Commandments and all the other commandments that were written over the years. They're all truth. When it says you shall not steal, that's truth. You shall not commit adultery. That's truth. But there's a purpose for the law. And Moses came with the old covenant. These people lived in a relationship with God that was dependent on their performance to the law. And they had to have priests sacrifice to, to forgive them their sins every year. And this was a difficult way to live. Jesus brought grace and truth, meaning the grace to forgive us of our sins without any further sacrifices, we entered into the New Testament and it requires grace. Grace is the forgiveness we were given, the grace that we were given to walk in right standing with God the Father. We were given this life freely, but we were not intended to stay in the sins that we were saved from. We were delivered from our sins. We died to sin. And the only way anyone's going to know that or learn that is getting in the Word of God and reading the Bible, which is all truth. Yeah, we see this and we, we realize when you say, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth, when I think of that, I think of love. Both of those things are, are part of love. Love, yeah. And when you think of a relationship which is what Jesus gave us with God the Father. We have a relationship with him. And I can't imagine a relationship where you only had grace or you only had truth. Imagine if you just had truth in a relationship, but there was no grace given. So you would be walking on eggshells anytime you did anything wrong. You would know that there's just no grace. There's no forgiveness. There's no understanding there of the fact that you may mess up. On the other hand, if you only had grace and you sent your 
kid off to college and you know we're parents we understand this you send your kid off and then you realize that you're just saying oh you know what honey I love you just go do whatever you want well I would think that you would even question whether that parent loves their son or daughter because if you just give someone enough grace to do whatever they want you know that they're going to get into trouble they're going to get into sin or they're going to get into a situation where they're in over their head and they And they haven't been told the truth, so they don't know um, what to do no in truth, that situation. There's no truth. There's no guidelines. Yeah. Right. So we realize that it's very important for a relationship to have both grace and truth. Yeah. And in those loving relationships of a husband and wife or a parent and child, you have grace and truth and you have love. So Jesus came and he gave us this understanding that prior to that was performance-based and yeah. work-based. Right. Um, on just the law. Right. People were made righteous by the law and they failed. And again, they needed sacrifices and all this stuff every year. But Jesus was our sacrifice and he died so that we would not be under the curse of that law. Um, So we are transformed by the truth. We're transformed by the truth that we know, by the way. Uh, Somebody brought up the other day that The truth in and of itself doesn't set anybody free. It's the truth you know (laughs) that sets you free. And you'll never know the truth unless you get into God's word. And our message today is really simple. We could go way deep into this, but we wanted to stay simple by saying, brothers and sisters, you have the grace of God. And if somebody tells you you don't because they're just so legalistic, and well, then they're out of balance. It's unfortunate and it happens a lot. The church is kind of divided in a lot of ways. This is one of the ways where you may go to one church and there's just no forgiveness whatsoever. And you go to another church and that's all there is is forgiveness and there's no there's no morality. There's no effort even to walk in a better life. Neither one of those is good. Grace by itself is a real problem. Uh, we wrote a note down actually that says grace without truth inevitably will lead to sin. And truth without grace will usually lead to legalism or religiousness or self-righteousness. This is what the Pharisees were like that were around Jesus. They had the law. They knew the word. They had it. They had the truth right in their hands. But they were so self-righteous and they didn't understand grace. They had a lot easier time accepting the fact that Jesus was healing people than they did Jesus forgiving people. That to them was pure blasphemy. They just didn't understand forgiveness at all. And it's because the law that they lived under was performance-based and live it or be judged, live it or die. And this is how they were, in spite of the fact that they knew themselves that they weren't living the law either. They were guilty of all sorts of things. But we just wanted to bring out the idea that you need grace. You cannot live a Christian life without grace. And brothers and sisters, you can't live it without his word either. You need the word. And uh, we have a a truth verse here. Is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, this is such a good truth verse because um, understanding that when we have a church that's working, we really don't just want to make converts, people that believe in Jesus, but we want to make disciples. Mm. And uh, that's what we do here on this show. This is what John does every time he's doing one of these podcasts. He's helping disciple 
people to learn more about God's word and to dig deeper into the truth. And the truth does set you free. And John, go ahead. Yeah, There's this, that scripture. This again, I think we read it earlier, but with that in mind, now we'll read that again. This is John 8 and 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So he's saying continuing in the word. And this picture is something we want to paint here is that if you're a new believer and you've accepted Christ into your life, you have grace and truth. And really, that's love. You have God's love, which is full of grace and truth. And the way they work together is it's a life that you live where you will become liberated. You will be set free. You will have an abundant life. He will direct you. He'll show you what's wrong. He'll show you what's right. He'll show you the way to go. And that's his word. You can't not be in God's word. It is something we emphasize on the show even without doing a program called Grace and Truth, we're talking about grace and truth all the time. Right. And this is how we become disciples. We're not just converts. That's what Lisa was saying before. We're not just converts where we've accepted our forgiveness and we're on our way to heaven. Okay, we have that. But what else? We are living here on this earth. Our next stop isn't heaven. Your next stop is 10 minutes from now and an hour from now and tomorrow. You're living this life here. And that could be years down the road before we leave this earth. And you want to live it in the victory that Jesus gave you. And you'll only have that through his word, through his truth. And you actually will only have it through his grace and truth. They, they're never separate from each other. They're not isolated. Right. This is really a heart matter. It's you know? really it's really powerful, actually, because you realize that it's so much more of a full life when you have this. I mean, sometimes I'll be looking at the Word, or John, John and I will be studying God's Word, and it really does set you free, but it just, um, you know, you'll be crying because you'll realize this amazing grace that mm -hmm. has come into your life. And that truth just gives you this liberty and this understanding, and, and it's just so freeing. And contrast to that, this world that we live in right now, especially the culture, the woke culture, and, and mm -hmm. everything that's going on in our world right now. I mean, you see it here. We're here in the United States, but I see it all over the world. There's not a lot of grace out there. And actually, there's not a lot of truth out yeah, there either. We're true. hearing a lot of things that we probably knew were wrong in kindergarten are being told <laughs> that, uh, yeah. you know, that we have to rethink and uh, change what we know to be true. And unfortunately, when you do question it, you don't get a lot of grace. So we're seeing that this world is very contrary to God's yeah. word and, and God's truth. Yeah. And so more than ever, I believe, brothers and sisters, that it's so important for us to see this and to see it through God's word. Yeah, it's one of the reasons we wanted to do this particular episode is that we see that the culture of this world has really deeply affected the church and the church has been really lax in being in the word, understanding God's word. And 
lifting up truth where we could have. And we've, we've done it in many ways. We're not here to point the finger here today. It's just that this concept of Jesus coming to the world to bring us life, and, and John says he came in grace and truth, this is what we need. We need the grace of God because we fail in our own lives. We, we have fallen short of God's glory. And we need his truth to shine a light at our feet to know how to walk this life and know what is true. You know, when the world is telling you that boys are girls and girls are boys just because they say so, and people are accepting that as fact, this is getting dangerous. And unfortunately, the church is kind of like, well, you know, to each his own. It's not to each his own in that department. It's been taken so far and they're taking what's evil and they're calling it good and they're taking what's good and they're calling it evil. So this is the world we live in and unfortunately it has affected the church quite deeply. And the church is waking up. We see it all over the United States. People have had it. They're fed up. They're going back to the truth. They're going back to God. And you're going to see the change in our culture. But what we're trying to do here today is just encourage you to understand the grace, this free gift of God. Everything that Jesus did for us, everything God the Father did for us is indeed yours in full. There's not too much grace. We need all the grace that God has given us and provided for us. So never push it aside, but never push aside God's word either. And if God's word directs you in your life to make a change, for instance, to stop sinning in some area of your life, or maybe direct you into a different vocation even, you just don't know where God may lead you over the years, we need his word for that. We can't just go on feelings. We are encouraging you as individual believers, as small groups uh, that meet together, small churches, big churches, to get in God's word and walk in the grace that you have through Jesus Christ and walk in the truth that you have through Jesus Christ. I love the verse that we read before on grace that comes out of Romans 5 and 1. We taught on this in our faith righteousness series, I believe. But listen to this. Therefore, this is Romans 5 and 1, therefore, being justified, that means that we are justified before God the Father as righteous. We are given righteousness by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom? Look at this. By whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Paul is saying we stand. Stand justified, made righteous, right with God. We stand in this grace. This is where we stand. So that is a truth that is absolute. But we have to add to it that Jesus came with grace and truth. And this is why the other verse we read, if you continue in my word, Jesus was saying this in John 8 and 31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There's no doubt, brothers and sisters, that grace and truth are companions with each other, and I can't see it any other way. Right. I just can't. Right. 
Right, it's true. Um, and the truth, it sets you free from fear, from yes. sin, yes. from trouble, addiction. That's right, yeah. From health problems. Once you get into God's Word and you start seeing the truth, look for those truths in the areas that you're struggling with, it sets you free from those things. There's yeah. Everything that we have a need for is provided right there yeah. in God's Word. And like I said, sometimes we just read that and we just see it so clearly that you tears can yeah. come down your face because you're yeah. seeing the truth yeah. set you free. Yeah, we find ourselves crying a lot when we realize this truth of some sort that we needed. And, and brothers and sisters, one of the challenges we had in doing this episode is giving examples of truth. We really, there were too many. All I can say is one good place to start is read every word that comes out of the mouth of Jesus. That's truth. And that truth is going to be what sets you free. And then as a new Christian, we just encourage people, I think, to start in the New Testament where you can start seeing what Jesus said and how he lived because he was the perfect representation of God the Father. So we're not saying don't read the Old Testament. Read it all, read it all. Wherever your heart is, just read it. But seeing what Jesus did, that's why John brought this uh, word out in, in the first chapter of his gospel. He talked about Jesus. He called him the word. And he said he came with grace and truth. Right, because those people were living in bondage, yeah. in bondage to the law. Yeah. And so many new believers we see that are in bondage, whether it's to drugs or Some sexual sort of immorality yeah. mm -hmm. or anything, boy, when they hear that little bit of truth and they see what Jesus has done, they get set free. Yeah. And that's when they feel his grace for the that's first right. time. That's right. Truth works with grace. And that's why we're all standing here, brothers and sisters, is because of grace and truth, God's love for us. It's always his love. So I think we're going to close with that. That's We're good. We're going to wrap it up. So thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining uh, Lisa and me today. We had a good time with this. This isn't something we do a lot. We are grateful that you came. We both love you, and we're just glad you were here. So God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.